Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity. Welcome back, everyone, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And we're continuing our around-the-world journey to talk to creative practitioners, consultants, leaders. And it's so good to be traveling, virtual anyway, traveling to Melbourne, Australia today. I'm talking with Anne-Marie Cross. Anne-Marie, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, and we were commenting just before we started about the power of Zoom and podcasting and crossing the time differences and crossing the lockdowns and really staying in touch with our fellow business people. Has it been really working for you? It's incredible. You know, when we started podcasting uh, back in 2008, no one really knew what a podcast was. However, to see it continue to grow, but particularly not only for business owners, but also for listeners, for um, the community of people who now just love listening to podcasts. It's an incredible platform because we can tap into the knowledge and expertise of people around the globe, doesn't matter where they're located. I mean, we can find out pretty much anything that we want to through listening to podcasts. Or even I had a a colleague who loves listening to knitting podcasts for all of topics. I mean, who knew, you know, pearl one and and knit the other. and, And so podcasting has been an incredible space. And as you say now with Zoom and other platforms, not only can we record and share audio content, but we can also share visual content for those people who like to see uh, who they're, you know, they're speaking with and so forth. So it's wonderful. And you've been able to show business owners and entrepreneurs and you know, creative people of all kinds how to really use this platform for community building, not just one-on-one communication, but really trying to build communities for themselves and for their markets. Yeah, it was interesting, Mark, and it was something that we stumbled across. And back in 2008, we we published our very first podcast. And I say we because it was with a co-host and I. We were in the career industry. And back then in 2008, if you can remember, the global financial crisis hit. Mm -hmm. And so many people around the world lost their jobs. And I was in the career industry. And a colleague and I, we had separate businesses. We were so disillusioned with the doom and gloom. We thought, we need to be the voice of hope and inspiration. We had no idea what we were doing with, let's start an online radio show which of course now is called a podcast and we did that for two years but one of the reasons we stopped and it was one of the main reasons a lot of time and energy as I'm sure you know invested into establishing a podcast episode and and consistently and we struggled to monetize it and the reason was is because many people and some still do compare a podcast audience to mainstream radio audience however we did not realize back then that even though we had a smaller audience, advertisers back then and sponsors weren't even interested because they were looking more at larger numbers. But what have we since learned is that with niched podcasts, so that this is if if you're an expert in, say, I don't know, graphic design, or you're a business coach that works with real estate agents, I don't know, any particular topic, if you provide such valuable content and develop a niched audience and continue to deliver value, which is very, very important, and 
and they consistently come to listen to you because they like the content, they like the way that you share the content. So you're creating this unique and uncopyable listener experience. They are more likely to recommend you, share your content. And then eventually, as we know, the customer journey, know, like, and trust, when a prospective customer is ready to make a decision, you're top of mind and you've consistently delivered value, who are they going to consider working with? And so we did not realize that at that time, but we certainly do realize that now, which is why I say to people, don't be uh, by, be disillusioned by the number of downloads and subscribers and all of that. Rather look at creating a highly niche but highly engaged community of people who are your ideal clients. And if you've got your whole system set up correctly, an integrated marketing system, which we know is important, get people off the podcast, into your other community, onto your list and continue to gauge, engage with them. And when you do, when they're ready, they'll become clients. You know, those people will become clients. And that's what we I've learned over the years. And that's valuable, isn't it? Because so often we compare it to, well, I haven't got millions of downloads and I can't do this and I can't do that. Well, I say monetize your own message before you even consider monetizing someone else's through sponsorship or so forth, because you're most likely going to be able to monetize through sharing courses or programs or whatever it is that you do, because that's why they're listening to your podcast, because you are sharing content that they need to, to, to learn more about. They're struggling with something, hence why they're listening to your podcast. Uh, it's How really valuable insight. Yeah, very powerful. Well, and I love your the title of your approach, this podcasting with purpose, you know, and it speaks to that personal branding strategy that you also uh, help people with. And that is, you know, what it, what is the point of all this, right? Mm -hmm. It is. You know, uh, I, I have to say that as we were kind of, and this is uh, one of my VAs and I, we were talking about um, the whole premise of podcasting consistently. And I didn't realize till she reflected it back to me. She said, you're talking about a lot of, you know, the purpose, because a lot of my clients, we're coaches, we're sharing a service and our knowledge and expertise, because we want to make a much bigger impact in the world with our message through helping someone shift their thoughts or whatever it is to get a career that they love. And overcoming a struggle which they have not been able to do without our support so it really is about that purpose being a difference by sharing a message you know so we say making a difference in the world one message one podcast at a time but then also similarly for a business owner there has to be a purpose for the podcast why are you launching it and so often I would hear people say well Anne-Marie we're stuck we a message we feel like the world's best kept secret and so we've heard that a podcast is a way to amplify our voice and so when I hear that, and then I also hear that they're going to now, of course, online networking events, they're in a community of their ideal clients, they're sharing their message, but the message isn't um, converting, it's not generating interest, people aren't saying, hey, I think I need to talk to you, then I say to them, well, look, your, me your message will be amplified through the podcast, but if your message isn't already working, your podcast is just going to amplify a message to more people, they're going to get confused, so focus on the message first I always say that because the first question people ask me is what microphone should I get what technology should I get and I say to them at that stage if they say my message isn't working I said message before microphone because you can't edit and mix compelling content that nurtures listeners into leads even if it was recorded on you know the most expensive microphone if the content and the message you're sharing isn't you know landing well isn't really speaking to the heart of what your ideal client is struggling with and it's 
certainly not going to position you as that trusted authority, which is what many of my clients really would love to do is to, to be seen as that trusted authority because they have that body of knowledge and expertise that would certainly position them in that way. Mm -hmm. Well, creative listeners, we're barely a few minutes into our discussion and you've already got a nice bumper sticker message before microphone because I have I've had that question as well. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, very good. Well, Emory, I'm also uh, curious about your own creative process. You know, it's as you're helping uh, entrepreneurs and other creative professionals develop their messages. But what what's on your desk today that's going to require your creative energy and creative focus? Okay, you know what I um, I'm probably one of those people that just has so many different ideas as so many entrepreneurs do. And one of the greatest lessons that I've learned over the years is to focus because we're, you know, creative new projects, or something like that is so exciting, but I, it takes you down a whole lot of rabbit paths, you know. <laughs> and so for me, that has been the most, most pressing thing to focus on. So while I have just come out of the back of uh, a project that was a mammoth task to create, it was my 30 days to distinction. And it was a challenge. So every single day, I had created a video, a video tip to help people become distinguishable, uncopyable and irresistible with their ideal client. And so now what I'm focusing on is leveraging that repurposing that across many different platforms because I think one of the greatest things as creators as creative individuals we don't repurpose uh, our content as much as we can and so and and that's that can also limit us in really being seen as that trusted authority if we're not repurposing and continuing to consistently share some key messages and principles. So for me with that, we've now got you know, those 30, um, 30 videos. They're across Instagram and IGTV and LinkedIn and so forth. So now what we're doing is we've created this beautiful little funnel where people will come in and be nurtured through that, integrated with our podcast and really just consistently sharing content around that to drive people back to those videos and so that's what we're really focusing on there's there's obviously always projects to get people into various funnels and and courses and so forth but we've pretty much now got all of our content main content pieces different program pathways and now just focusing on just amplifying and getting people into the you know the various pathways that lead to various programs and so forth and that's what I've committed to focusing on if it doesn't fit in with that it doesn't get done especially in the next say uh, 90 days yes yes well it's very admirable to have that kind of focus and you know you bring up this idea of repurposing and uh, this has come up in several of my conversations and there are people on one side of the fence that say you know no, no we have to be original and new and different all the time and yet you know there's uh, Disney and Marvel have done a pretty nice job of repurposing if you want to call it that uh, original content in so many multi-channel uh, platforms and uh, I think you make a good point if you have an original idea how many ways can you tell that story yeah, there's another reason why you repurpose is that um, you may have content that you're sharing that someone will read and they or they'll hear or they'll they'll see and it takes multiple times for them to listen to something I call that layered learning it's like you can listen or to a a, a a podcast you can watch a movie and every time you watch it or listen to a podcast again you pick up something new 
you've heard the same thing over and over again, yet you may not have been ready yet to for something to really sink in. It's like the penny dropping. And so what you, when I'm talking about repurposing, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, challenge the status quo. If everyone zigzag, be the 1% because even 1% difference can make the difference in your industry. But I'm talking about if you create content and those core principles that underpin your teaching, you need to consistently go out and continue to share that message. And you can do that in multiple different ways. I mean, I as I said, I've got now 30 different videos that are anywhere from a couple of minutes long to, you know, five, six minutes that each have a specific topic. And so now what I can do is take an element of that and go and share that in a graphic post that leads back to the original mm -hmm. one episode or one video, which leads back to the call to action to download the take action guide. So each, you know, a piece of that content Lee is it is purposeful it has to be purposeful I can create an infographic I can create a reel you know reels and so it is repurposing your existing content but continuing to reinforce your principles and teachings and challenging the status quo in your industry I can't recount the amount of times that I have said message before microphone yet every time I would say that people think yeah that is so true and that has become a hashtag that I now share you know there's another principle that I teach around you know people focusing on vanity numbers I say focus on building reputation equity rather than vanity numbers because reputation equity is bankable if you've developed this reputation as someone that is you know that has excellence that that operates with integrity and that has really good systems and processes and trainings that help people go from wherever they're stuck to where they're now excelling, then that consistent message that you're sharing builds that you know, reputation as a trusted authority and you're recommended, you know, and so that's what I'm talking about. The, the repurposing has to continue to validate why you are a trusted authority in that particular industry. And I find that many people, many of us creators, and I put my hand up because I've done these things myself. So I, you know, don't make the mistakes I've learned. We tend to want to, to share new things and are happy to do that. An example that I'll often share is years ago when we had the podcast in 2008 to 10, then uh, social media and a lot of those platforms were just starting out. And so my colleague and I were using Twitter and Facebook and some of those other platforms to really get our message out into more ears. And so a lot of my colleagues around the local area were saying to me, can you come and share with us what you're doing with social media? Because it was so new then, you know, and I was happy to share how we were, were uh, leveraging social media. What I did not realize, and back then I was a personal brand strategist, still am that's still you know kind of my uh, uh my my uh thing kind of thing uh to help people stand out get noticed and and be hired and paid what they're worth and so I did but what I didn't realize was that I started to get a reputation as the person who knew all of the things about social media and the, the lesson didn't drum home to me till I was sitting across from one of my colleagues who knew me very well we were on a committee together and we'd known each other for years and the meeting hadn't started yet people were kind of circling she said to me, ah, oh, I'm so excited. I've just hired a personal brand strategist. I'm doing an overhaul on my oh, you actually do that, Anne-Marie. I go, yeah, she goes, I've completely forgot about that because you're doing more things on social media and so forth. And it was then that I realized that I had watered down my own message. So what I should have done is probably looked at, well, how can I start continue to speak about social media 
but reinforce it around building your brand online. But I didn't do that. I was just talking about social media. So we can talk about different topics, but make sure it's under a theme, you know, key theme and under what I call an umbrella statement. And that umbrella statement is your promise of value and promise of expectation. What people can gain from you, your knowledge and expertise. And the expectation is what can you help them achieve through sharing your knowledge? Had I done that, I probably would have been the first person my colleague would have thought about as she was looking down the path of updating her personal brand. So yeah, it would have been a different outcome. That's my kind of story of talking about too many things. Yes. Well, and I love to reinforce now this idea of repurposing because uh, we don't just mean copy and paste or, you know, copy uh, and republish, but reinforce the purpose. I think that's very strong. Yeah. And do you know, Mark, that when I... A look at some of the content that I am now sharing, things that have become principles. And when I say principles, I always say to people, whatever you teach, spend a bit of time in reinforcing those methodologies and the steps that you teach by, by highlighting seven key principles around why they're so important. So for me, I've got seven key principles for personal branding, seven key principles for podcasting, and, and they underpin why I say what I say and, you know, there's a there's obviously that I draw from um, third party statistics, things that are happening, like, for instance, message before microphone, um, you know, creating this unique listener experience. So if you listen to what's happening in the marketplace, often, you can continue to kind of tweak your message to be able to speak into that, but still have relevance. That's what we need to do as business owners, rather than completely shifting and talking about a whole new thing. Can you go even deeper can you go even wider in what you're you know you're talking about for instance if I look at some of the things that I teach the the be just you know distinguishable uncopyable and irresistible came out of monitoring and kind of observing what people were you know sharing on some of the the posts that I was sharing and and so when you watch and observe what your market is doing it can enable you to go even more in depth in what you're teaching so a lot of what I'm teaching now has come about from things that I shared and started to see how my community engaged uh, but I'm pretty much there now and so for me it's just continuing to reinforce those things but use different mediums and repurposing and, and being across different mediums so that's similar message is shared and, and and kind of across different platforms, if that makes sense. Yesterday, I mean, people are obviously listening at this uh, um, down the track, but for those of you who are often on Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp, I think they were down for six hours, those platforms. Weren't they? <laughs> yes. And it was hilarious because often <laughs> what happens is I go to Twitter. What's happening over on Twitter? Yep, it's definitely down. And then I found a meme for my, um, I've got a weekly newsletter, the Influence Bulletin, and the meme says, um, what was it? it said, I don't often go to Twitter, but when I do, it's to see if Facebook's down. And I had to laugh because I thought, how many people do that? But you know what? It's a reminder of be mindful about where you are building your brand equity, because if it's on a third party platform and that platform goes down, there's your community. Mm. So, you know, whilst it's, you know, want, don't want to stretch yourself too thin across too many platforms, when you do have established, you know, a reputation in your one platform's working well, look at what other platforms that you can also, you know, 
share your content across because you just don't know what happens to, to platforms these days. That and yes, so it was an example. It was. Well, Emory, uh, you have a chance to work with a lot of uh, coaches, consultants, a lot of independent practitioners. And we were talking about some of the challenges they face. And I don't, I think it would be oversimplification to say, you know, COVIDs and pandemics and uh, quarantines have impeded the business, but business has changed overall. What have you been seeing and what insights do you have for people who might be listening who are independent practitioners? It has really changed. I mean, if I think back to about 18 months so ago, and, and really up until now, uh, saying to people, if you have been online, so many more people are online. And that means with that there's many more voices that people need to compete with. And look, that's an exciting thing. But if you're not doing the right things and not really focusing on creating that compelling message, then unfortunately, you know, what many of my my colleagues and, and clients said originally is I feel like the world's best kept secret. So if you're sharing a similar message that you were sharing, say, 18 months ago, two years ago, then you need to look at retweaking your message. That's what I certainly did too, because the most pressing issue of your ideal client has probably changed. Mm most pressing issue. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to completely negate what you are already offering, particularly for coaches who are service-based businesses. Some businesses who are, you know, practical businesses with products have certainly had to, you know, shift. And, and I'm sure many of your uh, listeners are sick and tired of the word pivot, but being able to change the focus, do we need to now focus on a different core you know, aspect of what we are teaching and do we need to do more of that? Because once we address that, it opens up the ability for us to then, you know, share our wider programs, whatever that, that may be. I'll give you an example. I had one client who very much wanted to focus on working with Christian life coaches overall, you know, overall helping them um, establish um, who they were and, you know, reaching their fulfillment, their potential. Potential. And yet she realized that that was a longer term program. Now, a lot of these life coaches, what they were now struggling with was getting online, getting their content, which they may deliver in face-to-face -face workshops to online um, courses and programs. Now, my client, she has just come from teaching and she was, you know, one of her taglines is that she has been on the internet since it was developed because she has, she's got that longevity in her career. So now she's focusing on helping these life coaches establish that course you know, for them, because she's realized that the challenges for her client has changed. So if she helps them with this, helping them get their courses online, generating some clients, a portion of those people will become her longer term clients in her larger programs. So, you know, maybe it is looking at, well, do I have to tweak my offer? Your message is probably having to be tweaked to make sure that you're really focusing and honing in on that right, um, you know, what they're most struggling with. But also too, and I think people often forget this, your greatest um, asset of being uncopyable is often things that people neglect. It's who you are. It's the best of who you are. It's the things that you often just kind of go, well, anyone can do that. Everyone can do that. No one has your blend of unique characteristics, your mannerisms. Maybe it's a sense of humor. Maybe it's the way that you think about or approach a certain thing. So when you blend those unique elements along with your unique story and journey and challenges overcome, 
No one can copy that. And if you consistently bring that out in each and every piece of content that you share, no matter what platform you're on, no matter podcast, live stream, video, you know, um, that consistency is going to be what is engaging and compelling for your ideal client. That's very encouraging. Thanks for sharing that. Well, Anne-Marie, as we uh, turn the corner and think of uh, our close here, what's ahead for you? What do you see uh, coming ahead? You know, I have just spent probably the last, I don't know, number of years uh, finding platforms like technology that will suit us for where we are now and where we want to be. And I finally got our platforms um, sorted out. And so for me, it is expanding team because I reckon I know and I realize that I am the worst bottleneck in my business because just because you can do isn't, all of isn't that the way <laughs> you know what I mean? As creatives, I like doing certain things. You know, there's nothing more relaxing for me than being on Canva and developing graphics. I mean, I must say that I do do that. But you know what? Do we really need to worry about whether that, you know, that that box is a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right? So anyway, I still do do that. And, and um, I think I still will continue to do that. But I still know that I need to have teams. So what I'm currently focusing on is continuing to develop training, on our team portal and um, and developing that out so that as we continue to, to expand, we'll be able to bring on team members to support us as well. There's a fine balance, isn't it, as a creative and, and knowing when is the right time. And often, you know, what, what all the experts say who are involved in team building and scaling, you need a team member before you actually realise that you need your team member. So that's what I'll continue to do. And systems, systems and processes. And I know when I say that word often, it's like, oh, for, for us creatives. <laughs> but I have to say that even though um, I love the, the freedom of just being, you know, being able to create, having a whole day that doesn't have... Um, you know, appointments is so liberating, isn't it? And so I can just get out my pens and color it, whatever it is that, that works for you. But I tell you what, schedule in your diary. And if you can't do it, hire someone to support you in creating the, the different systems and where to find things. Because the great one of the greatest time sucks for me was finding stuff that I'd created and developed on my computers or on Dropbox because of my filing system. And I don't know how many hours I would have wasted, but now I've got systems where it's easy to find. And, you know, the, these things are so important because it can inhibit our ability to create the businesses that we want, the impact to be that purpose and to be that change, you know, by being a change in creating that content. So create those systems or help someone to, to create those for you because as one of my mentors would so often drum into us, systems are liberating and they certainly are. And that, and that has freed up my time now to be a little bit more creative and batch, you know, have the times in my diary blocked out for creative projects. And that helps with the other things as well. Batching and, you know, blocking out time in my diary has been incredibly helpful too. Well, fantastic. Well, it's great thinking ahead to new and brighter days, isn't it? And you too. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, Anne-Marie Cross has been my guest. Thanks so much for being on the show, Anne-Marie. And thank you for having me, Mark. Great to have a chat with you today. Yeah, absolutely. And how can people find you and connect with you and follow your work? 
Best place is just my website, annemariecross.com. Or if you happen to be someone that loves LinkedIn, love that platform too. So just search for me there. I would love to connect on LinkedIn to Anne-Marie Cross. Great. Well, we're certainly going to do it. Well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed our uh, travels today to Melbourne, Australia, talking with Anne-Marie Cross. It's been great talking about systems. It's been great talking about approach and just a mindset of finding our uniqueness and getting our message straight, worrying about the technicalities of getting the, the message out, secondary to getting the message and honing our focus. I've really enjoyed the conversation. So come back again next episode. We'll continue our around the world journeys to talk to creative practitioners. We'll talk to them about how they get inspired for new ideas, how they organize those ideas, and of course, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. Until then, I'm Mark Stinson, and we're unlocking your world of creativity. See you soon. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer. Our podcast is supported by Adobe and the Adobe Creative Cloud, the world's best creative app and services, so you can make almost anything you can imagine wherever you're inspired. We use Adobe to help make this podcast, using Audition, Premiere Rush, InDesign, and more. So join the creative community with the Adobe Creative Cloud, and let's make something better unlocking your world of creativity.